When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Yo, this is David Omari. Appreciate you guys tapping into the number one young adult podcast in the world. I'm a YouTube automation expert, and I've literally blew up so many channels, accumulating to over a billion views. So the game I'm about to give on this podcast is about to be crazy, and I can't wait for you guys to tap in. Let's go. So they lowered the uh, YouTube partner program monetization mm-hmm. threshold. Mm-hmm. So instead of you having a thousand subs, mm-hmm. four thousand watch hours, it's five hundred subs, three thousand watch hours. Now you get access to all the monetization features except for the ad revenue. Mm-hmm. That comes when you get the real like threshold of mm-hmm. one thousand and four thousand. So yeah, that's, that's crazy. Cool. Oh it, dang, that's good. It's really good because now it's mad channels I got that's like like five eight hundred subs that can get monetized yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So I have a channel. Well, my channel is at it's like I don't know maybe twenty three hundred subs, mm-hmm. but that's good. it's not monetized. But but I think that's because um, I really don't be on there. Be on yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like all my views, even though I posted more stuff, all my views still come from that same video that mm-hmm. did well a while ago yeah mm-hmm. and that's where i think a lot of my subscribers come from too but yeah since i've been getting back consistent on my channel it's been working out because um my sub the sub count on my channel is 59 or fifty-seven thousand right now mm-hmm. um and i took like a two-year break but now i'm back on there and it's running up like the analytics with the shorts that's and good. then i've been posting like one video a week and it's been working out that's perfect yeah yeah, yeah. i had uh I have ran up like 200 with regular videos, the long form videos, but now I'm at like almost 600 with, with shorts. Mm-hmm. So I feel like now when I post a long form video, it's like this yeah, favorite of shorts. Exactly. Yeah, I know how that'd be. Nah, I mean, y'all doing good though, because like a lot of people get on there and they just, you know, they kind of just, ah, they work and they give up. Mm-hmm. But nah, just like it's it's really a consistent game. Mm-hmm. Like how, how Bro said, like, if you got a like a schedule, you post it once a week. They gonna tr- you gotta treat it like a um, like a TV show almost. Yeah, yeah. YouTube channel, mm-hmm. TV channel. channel. Yeah. If you yeah. consistently uploading with it, like people gonna rock with you. Um, and I definitely need to take my own advice on my like face channel because I got a whole face channel. <laughs> yeah. But my 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 biggest thing was like. I, I no longer have time to edit the videos, but I just got an editor. Moose found me an editor. So, yeah. so I got really used to being in front of the camera and just snapping off at the top of the dome. Yeah. That's good. I, that's something that we're all working on. Yeah. yeah. The more you it's, do it's it, you come. get more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, nah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like. Like, how the conversation we're having, that's easy. Like, this this just, you don't yeah. even act like the camera's there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it's easier being on camera with people because you're more Com- comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And it's like when you're looking at a camera talking like, hey, y'all, up, it's like, like uh, who am I talking yeah. to? You know, it just feels weird. That's the thing, too, though. Like when I started YouTube, I was like, I had my voiceovers going. 
and I was doing like the voiceovers and I had zero subscribers. Oh yeah, I would do I the just, voiceovers. I literally just act, <laughs> I swear, I literally just act like I'm talking to millions of people and mm-hmm. then I just waited till they showed up. Yeah. And see, I feel like for me, because it just didn't feel like, oh, an organic conversation with somebody, yeah. I would just like I just feel like I would switch my personality. Like mm-hmm. it didn't really feel like I was acting like myself. Yeah. And so, yeah, That's I just crazy. that was different for me because when I was in front of the camera by myself, I would, of course, I would choke up. You know how we talked about um, how y'all ever record a video and then you'll say something and you'll restart and try yeah. to say it again. Oh, and yeah. I'll keep doing that. That's hey, the only y'all. problem. I still do that to this day. Like I'll be choking up a little bit, but I always have in the back of my mind, like, Oh, I'm editing the video. So yeah. I, I, and I know how to like read the audio. Mm-hmm. Like I know how to yeah, read audio too. tracks. Like I know how to like, Oh yeah. Little, when it goes down. Yeah. I know all of that. I know how to, I smooth. literally can see where I messed up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I can cut it out. And then it's, it's, it's a great skill to have because, like, my whole, like, course and everything, mm-hmm. I edited the whole thing myself. Like, right. I had my uh, videographer shoot it, but I edited the whole thing. How long did it take you? Mm, it took me a day to shoot it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long to edit? Probably, like, two days. What do you okay. edit off of? Final Cut. Yeah, Final Cut is where it's, where it's at. Premiere is where it's at. Premiere is where it's at, but I, I never got that far. That's where I outsourced. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> it just got too complicated. I'm like, bro, what? Yeah. Uh, I think that's where I'm at. I'm gonna but start Premiere is good, though. Yeah. Premiere is good, though. Mm-hmm. You know, with, really the, uh, with the overlays and screens and mm-hmm. all of that stuff, they have more features for Premiere, but Final exactly. Cut, it just helped get the job done. For yeah, real. Final Cut is low-key, like an upgraded iMovie. Like, for you start real. on iMovie, just <laughs> playing with it, and then like you get on Final Cut, and it's like the same exact thing, but it's like more you can do mm-hmm. and that's why i really liked it and uh, that's why I, like i use it for like just simple projects like audio and video tracks cutting them out and, and just adding simple transitions but yeah. no it's really it's really good not me still using our movie as long as we get done <laughs> <laughs> we're here with david omari he's doing his thing in a content creation space Yay. i don't know who you are hey man what's going on y'all david omari here you know what i'm saying youtube automator youtube automation expert I basically teach people how to get on YouTube without showing their face or creating any videos. Um, I've been on a decade. I mean, I've been on the platform for over a decade. Mm-hmm. I've gained over a billion views on all my total, all my channels in total. Um, I made multiple millions of dollars from YouTube, and so I'm here today to get a game back. So period. You about to get some consecration? No, for real. <laughs> for sure. So, how many channels do you have? So, in total, mm-hmm. since I started, probably about thirty to forty channels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I currently only focus on probably five to seven of them. Mm. That's good. Yeah. That's so why hard. the drop? Well, why go from forty to so? Five? YouTube, the way it works is depending on some channels. It's just like run them up, and then as soon as that trend dies, mm-hmm. we, we over that. We go into the next thing. Okay. And then there's some channels that's like evergreen. They're just gonna get views. Okay, you know, yeah. for a long time. So a little bit to do with that. Some things I'm just not interested in anymore. Mm-hmm. Some teams kind of just fell off and wasn't doing too great. Um, and for the most part, just me kind of focusing on what's really working now instead of just spreading myself and my team thin mm-hmm. on all yeah. these different projects and just focus on what's really generating the most revenue. For okay. sure. So what sense. was going through your mind when you decided to create a faceless channel? Mm. Well, I was super spread thin. I had two different channels. I had a a channel with half a million view, I mean, half a million subscribers. And I had another channel with like 200,000 subscribers. And at the point in time, I was just like, yo, like I got too much going on 
And I need to figure out a way to scale this business. I need to figure a way, figure out a way to take myself out of the process. And so the way I was able to do that was discovering the whole YouTube automation business model where I could essentially hire the whole entire people to do it for me. Mm-hmm. And I could take myself out of the process. So okay. that's what drove me. I was almost forced into doing it. Like mm-hmm. I, I had to do it just off the strength of me needing more people to make more money because I could no longer just keep doing it myself. Okay. How did you even get into the whole realm of content creation yeah like what made you think oh let me start a youtube channel yeah so i'm super creative like in um high school i took this class it was like an art class it was like a digital arts i think that's what it was called and i was learning photoshop and all kind of like softwares on the computer and i just got this bug like i just really got like addicted to like creating stuff like I didn't know how creative I was mm-hmm. and in that class. And this was like a 12th grade class. I wasn't even supposed to be in there. I was supposed to be in there like ninth grade, but they forgot to give it to me some weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so they gave it to me too late. And I just said, you know, if I had a choice, I'm going to just choose this class. So I chose it. And so every hour, and it was like the last like hour before we about to get out of school, I would just be in there creating digital art. And I remember I like made this Lambo and it was like reddish orange. And then they like put it on a wall in the hallway type crazy right and they was really like really like praising my artwork (laughs) and so i had realized like dang like i'm really creative but i didn't know it Mm -hmm. and so um that transitioned into me i used to go to my cousin's house and uh like uh uh fontana i used to go over there spend a night and he would have this apple macbook Mm-hmm. And you know the old one, the white one with the like apple on it. Y'all probably y'all probably know what I'm talking about. Y'all probably don't. Y'all 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 over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like he was like, yeah, I got Garage Band on here, and and uh, I got iMovie, and I just used to play with his stuff. And I was like, yo, I like this. Like I really like doing it. And so one time, I'm a big gamer. I don't know if y'all know that, but I'm a, I'm a huge gamer. And so I said to myself like, yo, what if I like made like a gaming video or something like that, like with my gameplay. So I used to play a lot of Halo. And my first, first video I ever edited, I remember I was on iMovie. I was playing with it. And I threw the Halo videos on there. And I just posted on YouTube. It didn't do nothing. But I just was like, yo, this is really cool. I, I was really interested yeah. in doing this. So that's what kind of gave me that bug. It was that class. Like, I know I was super into, like, just creation of, yeah. like, content and stuff. And that just that just had me going crazy after that. Halo is definitely a good game. <laughs> yeah, bro. Nah, but that's what, my childhood. So for me, I definitely was in the same spot. Um, when I was in high school, I started to... At first, I wanted to be a surgeon. So I wanted to do BBLs, all that stuff. But <laughs> I was like, that's not going to work out for me. So I had gotten to the content creation space as well of just creating pranks, uh, doing a lot of like entertainment videos, vlogs, all that stuff. Right. And so you had went into gaming. What is it about gaming that specifically drives the interest into a viewer to want to watch because they can play games too. So it's like, what, what about it that, well, I was more so when I first started and before I automated everything, Mm -hmm. I was a tutorial content creator. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's what really drove them to want to do like, you know, watch the videos because I'm incentivizing them to watch it because I'm teaching you how to do something. So Mm -hmm. backstory, I was doing GTA content, GTA online content. Okay. I'm teaching people how to make money online. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I'm doing those style of videos. Number one, I know people need to make money on the game because you got to buy a house, you got to buy Lambos, yeah. you got to buy helicopters, you got to buy sure. clubs, you got to buy everything, right? No, so I'm like, yo, I could leverage that. But not even looking at it like that, just on something like, yo, I know how to really run up a bag in this game. Yeah. And I can teach you how to do the same. And so that's what drove my viewers to click on the video, just knowing that, yo, when I click on this video, I'm going to learn how to make a lot of money on this game. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what draws it now. As far as entertainment-wise and why people watch it for that aspect, because I watch those videos all the time, I think it's more so just like a 
relaxing type of thing, mm-hmm. like something you just Relief. do when you chilling. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I ain't gonna lie, when I'm sitting at the dinner table, you know what I'm saying, and we just chilling. Maybe I'm having a light meal. I pull my phone out and put it on there and just start watching like gaming videos about what's going on in certain games or just watching mm-hmm. gameplay just to see how somebody going crazy in a game. Mm-hmm. And then that's just kind of how, you know, I enjoy it. But that's like entertainment. Like that's like chow down, just chill and relax. So I could see that's two ways of people watching it. Maybe to get good at the game, I could see it being that way too. But I think the priority too is just really, me personally, I've seen the most views from tutorial content because People always want to know how to do something on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Hey, y'all. It's Jada from Growing Pains Podcast. And guess what? We are now offering ad placements for our episodes. So if you have shoes, candles, wigs, food, whatever it may be, if you want to see it featured on an episode, all you have to do is email us and ask about our sponsorship ad placement packages, and we'll send that information over to you. Now back to the episode. Something I like about your story and something that we actually talk about a lot is how Mm -hmm. stuff we do now actually started when we were younger. So it's like the seed was in us and it's like we started small growing up and you do small things and it eventually leads to what we do now. Right. Exactly. It's crazy. So before you started selling channels, did you ever work a job or like what experience did you have before? Yeah, no, I worked. I worked a couple of jobs. I worked like three jobs. I had a job at Sears. No, I actually worked like four jobs. So my first job was like Abercrombie and Fitch. Kids, my homie was like a homie hookup. Went to the mall, did a little interview. Walked into the elevator. Literally right after the interview, my homie called me like, "Yeah, they told me you did your interview." The lady called me was like, "Yo, you got the job." Showed up to the job <laughs> on the first date. I had three hours. Mm-hmm. And they never called me back. <laughs> like I, never, I did good, but they was just yeah. like, it was like they had too many people. Like I was like on call. It was weird. Mm-hmm. The first yeah. job check was like $30. Then after that. Not $30. Yeah, it was yeah, I don't even consider that a job, but that was like my first job, like retail. And then after that, I started working at Sears, the appliance store, and just run up a bag in sales on that. Mm-hmm. Then from there, I went to Macy's. And then at Macy's is where I really discovered like, yo, this is a cycle of mm-hmm. like me just going from job to job trying to get the next big hourly pay trying to get the next big position and so yeah that's really what like kind of drove me out of there like I just was like man I know I'm not gonna be successful in college yeah, yeah. right I know I'm not gonna go for like this big degree <laughs> right but I know also that the nine to five route climbing the, the corporate ladder is not gonna be as easy as I think and even when I get to the top is it gonna be worth it yeah mm-hmm. so that's really what like my background was there like just working them jobs and just realizing that it wasn't it. Yeah, do real you, luck. Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I was going to say, you said you did a sales job. Do you feel like that helps you now? Mm-hmm. Like, what you do? Mm-hmm. Or, like, how do you feel mm-hmm. like it's impacted I'm very you persuasive. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm, like, I got a mouthpiece. Like, that's what we say in L.A. Like, you got, yeah. you got a mouthpiece. I, I can I can sell air to a fish <laughs> that <laughs> swims in water if I yes. needed to. So, I think it really helped me there. Um, Just learning the skill of negotiation and the skill of, like, just, like, you know, Showing somebody what they need mm-hmm. and being able to market it in a way that they need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you intentionally focusing on how to learn and grasp that skill um, while working those jobs or was it just something nah, you I think you it was later. just an undiscovered talent. Like, yeah. just something that naturally came. Like, I just like, okay, I know that this appliance has this commission on it. Mm-hmm. How do I get this person to walk from the $900 fridge to the $4,000 fridge? Mm. Right. How do I play on the needs of what they need? How do I ask them the specific questions that's going to give me an answer to where I can 
go in and say, hey, well, I think you need something like this. I think you need something like this. How do I get them to actually want warranty on this product? Yeah. Right. How do I explain it? Well, now, you know, you got a four thousand dollar refrigerator. You're going to need like some insurance on it or whatever. Or some mm. warranty, because if it break down, guess how much you got to come out of pocket. If you got this protection plan, you already spending this amount. You might as well get the protection plan. It's going to protect mm. you. and You ain't going to have to come out of pocket anymore. Yeah, just as as you're in this content creation space, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, when content creation first started, or it's always been there, but Mm -hmm. the more you are able to, you know, monetize it and all of that stuff, um, before it wasn't really a thing where now if you ask kids what do they want to do when they grow up, they want to be content creators. Mm -hmm. And so what is it that um, your circle or your surrounding people were telling you during that time as you're getting into the space bro, don't do it it's telling me don't do it <laughs> i remember i was on my i was on the couch with one of my old homies back in high school uh and uh we was in college at the time and i was sitting on a laptop mm-hmm. and I, I know y'all know probably heard of pretty boy fredo yeah. at the time when he was just like at the top and i think he got like a I think he got a Camaro or something. And I remember just sitting on the couch like, bro, this is going to be me, bro. Like, I'm about to do this YouTube yeah. thing. Like, this is going to be me. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. And I remember him just sitting there like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, why are you going to do that? Like, this it was like, bro, it's not going to happen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was stuff like that. My parents, I didn't even tell them until I got my first plaque. Like, because <laughs> yeah. I got, I, my, my dad's African, right? And so yeah. I already know how that goes. I always like, hear that's he, a different type of that's, <laughs> that's, a different, that's a different type of parent right yeah. there. That's like, if you don't go to school, you get out of my house, you get it, all yeah. that stuff. You know what I'm saying? My dad, he on some, if you get a tattoo, don't show up to my funeral. Mm. So imagine Dang. me trying to tell him I ain't finna go to school, I'm finna do this YouTube thing. Right. So I wanted to get a plaque first so that way I can kind of show them firsthand, like, yo, I got something to show for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Opposed to, yeah, I'm gonna do this thing and then have no success yeah. for it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that was my whole thing. But yeah, my surrounding people was just kind of like, you know, my wife was supporting it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, really supported it. like she was helping me for real yeah. um really just focus on doing it because it changed our life for real and she's been there since so that's what i'm saying like it's, it's just one of those things where some people it was like only a few people that supported it and there was people that just was like there's no way you're gonna become the next big youtuber yeah and so i was just like okay yeah we can figure it out i see <laughs> so what was your wife saying about it during that well not what was she saying about it but how long have y'all been together? What's y'all dynamic? Man, so we got together in 2015. But the funny thing about my wife is she went to middle school with my cousin. And I don't, y'all y'all probably don't know this uh, thing. It's called AIM, right? It's like a instant messenger. And back in the day, like the AIM days, <laughs> dang, I'm just showing my age for real. But <laughs> the AIM days, we used to like AIM each other. Like that was like our way of like connecting. Like y'all probably heard a kick. Of right, course. yeah, that's yeah. that back. We had aim, right? Yeah. Sidekicks and all that. So, we used to be like aiming people. And so, my cousin was like, Yeah, that or not, this is girl to go to my school. I'm like, Okay, cool, let me boom. So, I'm like, I'm gonna aim her, or whatever. Never, ever, ever opened it, right? Like, did not <laughs> pay me no mind. And so, I seen her working at Forever 21 one day. I didn't, I didn't like you know, play my cards that day because I was like, Look, I got one shot at this. If she tell me no in person, I'm not going to be able to get at her. So yeah. I'm going to just, you know, let her check me out, whatever, and boom. And so she checked me out. And then I went to my, my homie house, and I'm calling my cousin, like, bro, I just seen this girl, da 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 registered, she's bad, da da who, like, I remember her, but I don't remember her name. He like, bro, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, bro, what do you mean? And so I don't know how I remember her name. It was just a super, super unique name. Her name was Cherish. So it was super unique, and I remembered it. And I just looked up on Instagram. I was like, okay, cool. We friends are friends, so I know I'm going to find her. So I looked up on Instagram, shot her a DM, and it was history. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah, so you know what I'm saying? That's how that's how I met my wife, you know what I'm saying? But look, then after that, um, we linked up and I was like, yo, I used to aim you and she was like, No, you didn't. She signed <laughs> into her aim and she saw unread messages from me <laughs> from middle school. Oh, like that's crazy. That joint was crazy. So yeah, nah, that's how that's, that's how I've been and um yeah, she been down since like Okay, that's like, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So kind of going back to um, the whole content space, mm-hmm. what tips do you have for somebody that's trying to grow, monetize their channel and grow it? So number one, you always got to stay consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not consistent with this, um, number one, what's going to happen is you're not going to see results as fast as you would normally do if you were consistent. Number two, you just got to be super confident, right? We were talking about earlier, like how, you know, when we sit in front of camera, we talking and we feel afraid to do that because we don't know who we talking to. Like we don't got an audience. Right. Yeah. But I learned that you have to have the confidence to say, you know what? I know I don't have nobody watch me right now, mm-hmm. but what I do know is. I'm making this content for somebody that's going to watch it. I know the millions of people ain't came to the show yet, but they coming. So if you stay confident and you have that mindset, you're going to get to that next level. And the third tip I have, um, it's my favorite tip, is just being patient. Like, mm-hmm. everything in life I got was for me being patient, mm-hmm. especially on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You're going to drop a video today, that joint may say 10 out of 10, right? Mm-hmm. But if you give it a month, it might say 2 out of 10, 1 out of 10, mm-hmm. because now, you know, videos don't instantly go viral. Sometimes it takes time for them. To show right. up. Yeah. And so that's my three tips. Just always, always, always stay consistent. Stay confident. What's going on, family? Whether it's your social network or your wireless network, these connections go a long way for your business. Thankfully, with AT&T Business, you can pick our best wireless plan for your small business and offer your employees the features they need. We talk a lot about having the right tools to overcome problems. Well, AT&T Business helps you get more done when you need to get things done. For example, your teams can work from almost anywhere with phone to laptop tethering and up to 100 gigabytes of hotspot data on the best AT&T Business wireless plan. Plus, AT&T Business wireless plans include an Wi-Fi 5G that's fast, reliable, and secure. Wherever business takes you, AT&T Business has the best plan with the features you need. Visit att.com forward slash getbizunlimited to learn more. Now, after 100 gigabytes with our AT&T Unlimited Elite plan, hotspot speed is slow to a max of 128 kbps. 5G requires a compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area, so visit att.com forward slash 5G for you for more details. And, you know, just always be patient with every single piece of content you put out there because it's going to do its thing, in, you know, in time. Okay. Yeah. Those yeah. are some good tips. Do you believe, well, well, do you have some, a question? Yeah, but you could go. Okay, I just want to ask one more question. Yeah. Um, Do you believe, like, it's important to, like, create an alter ego to, like, get monetized or do well? Because it's a lot of people mm-hmm. in the content space that aren't who they say they are. Um, Nah. I feel like if you're acting on videos, then that's cool, but... I would just always say if the channel's based around you, mm-hmm. just be yourself. Like, because mm-hmm. guess what? At the end of the day, like your alter ego, whatever you're creating, it's not gonna, it's not gonna outlive because eventually you're gonna get tired of being that person or that character that you're right. portraying yourself to be. So you always wanna be yourself because if people fall in love with you for you, guess what? You're gonna be you forever. Exactly. Right. So it's sustainable opposed to you trying to be something that you're not. So I don't think alter egos really like play a big role. And uh, the consecration, but I know there's a lot of people out there that do, but I always see it crumble and they end up having to come out like, yeah, this is not really who I am. Yeah. So, do you okay. feel like you show up um, on the different channels? Do you feel as though you have to, in a sense, change how you act or approach? 
the p- audience on the channels say you have mm-hmm. 30 channels and now you are working with like seven roughly so do you feel as though you have to change in a sense for each one yeah so it all depends on the audience right so mm-hmm. for example my nba channel I have a urban guy on there. His name is Roberto. Hey, y'all. What's up? I know you're enjoying the episode, but real quick, who wants to take a second to talk to y'all? Hey, pull out your phones right now and text the word GP crew to the number down below. Let's get it. Go do that right now. You're going to get updates about new drops, events, and so much more. And don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Now, let me get back behind the camera. Let's get it. We call him Berto. But he's on there, and what he does is he brings this, like, almost like a super urban, super, like, alive, animated person, right? Mm -hmm. And so I know that's what I'm looking for on that type of channel, right? But then I have this whole anime channel that we just got, right? Um, Video's like $42, and it's super cheap, but it's making a lot of money. But, right, I don't know nothing about anime, but I know that the voice actor has to be, be very nonchalant, very, like mellow like tone like they can't mm-hmm. be just super animated because that's not what people are coming to see those videos for right mm-hmm. yeah. so for all these different channels you have to kind of like you know understand the person you're hiring for these roles and the audience that you're actually trying to get in front of because if you don't then people people gonna click on the video and just be like thrown off like whoa yeah. i wasn't expecting this you know? that's cool it's like really strategy behind yeah. it oh, yeah. um you basically have to Make sure the target audience right. like fits whoever you're choosing to like be over that channel and speak for that channel. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like you're not just saying, "Oh, I want to do this type of channel. Let me just pick somebody to run it." Nah, it's like a lot of strategy it's, it's, that it's goes detailed. into it. So, what does that look like? You putting together your strategy and yeah. So, when it comes to team building with YouTube Automation, all you're doing is finding a, a scriptwriter, a voiceover artist, a video editor, and a thumbnail artist. Mm-hmm. You are only responsible for two pieces in the puzzle, which is the video idea and the upload and optimization. Video okay. ideas, super easy because it's millions of videos on YouTube already and you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to be innovative. You could just take inspiration and make those videos better. So getting a video idea is super easy, right? But when you're going through this entire process, a biggest strategy I have to this day is getting sampled content because most people don't understand the biggest piece of the puzzle is the team. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a good team, you're not going to have good content. If you don't have good content, you're not going to get views, you're not going to make yeah. money. So it all starts from that team, right? So when you're hitting up that script writer, hey, can you send me a summary or a, a small paragraph of how you write, just a sample, right? And they'll do it. If they won't work, they're going to do it. If they don't do it, then that's not a good person to even go with. Mm-hmm. Your voice actor, they already have like snippets of how their voice sounds, but maybe you're looking for something more specific, mm-hmm. ask them for a 15-second you know, sample of their voice in this specific way of narrating this script, right? You can even send them the sample script that the person gave you. Then from there, what you do is with the video editors, get a 30 second, um, you know, clip sample of what they do specifically to what you're asking them to do. If it fits the job, you can hire them. Right. And then finally the thumbnail artist, just have them do a sample of a piece of thumbnail that you want. Send them a picture of you. If you're showing your face, if you're not showing your face, send them a sample from a channel that's doing really well. That has, a video blowing up and you could take that thumbnail and just literally send it to them and say, Hey, I want to see if you can recreate this. If you can recreate this thumbnail and they not, they're not going to think you trying to take a free thumbnail mm-hmm. because yeah. you sent them one. You, if you want to take the thumbnail, you could just take the one you yeah. sent them. Right. So send it to them and say, Hey, can you recreate this thumbnail for me? And just make it exactly how, you know, I saw it on here. If they can do it, if it's perfect, guess what? You got a thumbnail artist. So those Four things, those four team members are so, so, so important and so vital. I see that with most of my clients that get results. It's not 
necessarily that they just had this magical, you know, algorithm hack. It's more so that they had a really good team that made a really good video mm. and the audience enjoyed it. Yeah. So, so, oh, sorry. Well, I actually uh, do YouTube thumbnails and edit videos. Mm -hmm. And so how do you feel about because um, I'm more so on the entertainment side. Right. I haven't really stepped in all the way with like gaming, mm -hmm. but I do the content creation, the entertainment side where they do vlogs and like pranks and different stuff like mm -hmm. that. And so how do you feel about people who have don't have teams and then they put the pressure on the people that they do work for. So for example, a lot of clients, they'll sometimes come to me and they're like, I need this thumbnail in five minutes, right 10 minutes, yeah. or they'll send a video and they'll send it at midnight and expect me to have yeah, it done <laughs> the next day. So how do you strategically plan out what mm -hmm. days you're going to post? When are you providing it to your team and all that stuff? Yeah. So that's, that's where we go back to that one tip patience. <laughs> yeah. You got to When you hit your team up, you got to already, you have to already know, what is expected, right? Mm -hmm. You got to already understand, like, you know, what their deliverable is. So if I know I hired a video editor that probably can't get me the video for about two to three days, mm -hmm. and that's typically what I, what I, what I see, two to yeah. three days, then I'm perfectly fine with it. I never will hit my team on something like, I need mm -hmm. it right now. Um, if I needed something like that, then I would hire for that. Like a person that says, like my thumbnail artist, mm -hmm. he can give me a thumbnail in three hours. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. anytime, any day, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what I do is I batch create thumbnails and on my strategy board and everything. And I send it to him and then he gets it back to me within three hours or within a day if it's more than one thumbnail. Right. And so you just really got to hire who you can expect to do that work. But I, I, I know what you're saying, because I used bro. to be like that. I used to hit people up <laughs> like, yo, bro, I need thumbnail like right now. Like yeah. I just did the video. Like I'll do the whole video, have it edited, ready to upload. And, and then, then I go, hey, to bro, like, yo, look, here, here's a screenshot, bro. Just maybe thumbnail real quick. And I'll just be sitting there like, dang, bro, like, why they take it so long? <laughs> Not knowing they got so many clients right. already yeah. and just being super selfish. And so, yeah, nah, I definitely know that feeling being on the other side. And I can also understand being on the side of the creators, like just the person making the content for you. So, yeah, yeah, yeah nah, I, I just say like hire um, people that you can expect a specific time frame mm -hmm. to get your stuff back. And then if you are somebody doing the work, mm -hmm. just make it very clear, hey, I can get you this thumbnail in a day. If you want it any sooner than that, you got to charge them that fee. Yeah. yeah no for and real. even Go what you on a fee, said bro. about patience, I'm even learning that because before I would edit the video, the whole video, do the thumbnail, try to do a, a clip, like a teaser, a recap for the video. And then I'm like, I started listening to you and other people who are in the content creation space where they're like, we have teams that do this. It's not just all on one person mm -hmm. because there's so much thought that goes into that YouTube thumbnail for mm -hmm. my business where you made it. You have to do the thumbnail. You have to make sure the lighting is good, that the mm -hmm. message is so you may not always need text. And also I would say listening to your actual, like listening to your designer, what they, they may have tips that because they're specifically and intentionally learning that mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, so you're saying, Oh, put a whole lit, like somebody have suggested for me to put at least like seven to eight words on a title for the thumbnail. And I'm like, bro, that's too much. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes you don't even need that. For example, you'll see Mr. Beast and his thumbnails it can convey a message mm -hmm. just with no just text with no at text. all. So I would definitely say with the team, it takes patience. And even when I'm in the process of hiring, I have to be patient. Not everybody. I can knock out thumbnails in 30 minutes, an hour. Like you right. said, your editor mm -hmm. does it in three hours. I can as well. Mm -hmm. But you, they have to, the content creator has to realize that 
they have to be patient. They're, yeah. they're not the only customer. Right. Um, right. And so if you want a good outcome, you also have to take good pictures as well. No, me. So, <laughs> can't be sending, yeah. You can't be sending no, like, dark light and then be expecting yeah. it to come out amazing. Like, <laughs> just, yeah, no, nah, that's one thing that I always learn. And I, 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 what I really will tell, like, my clients today is I know the thumbnail process, partner process always seems to fall on the end. Mm-hmm. But I learned, too, that when you make the thumbnail first. Yeah. Then you, it's way easier to tell a story mm-hmm. behind it, right? When you mm. do the whole video, because imagine we do a whole video, mm-hmm. the quality is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is the best video. We worked on this video for days, and then we get to the thumbnail at the end of the upload on the dashboard, mm-hmm. and it says upload a custom thumbnail, right? And you're like, oh, I'll just choose something from the middle of the video or something Screenshot. like that, right? Like <laughs> crazy, or like, oh, a thumbnail, what? That's fine. Like, people Mm -hmm. really think like that. Like, they don't understand. This episode is sponsored by FX's Atlanta. FX's Atlanta returns for its final season, y'all. Earn, Alfred, Darius, and Van are back in their hometown. But the question is, has Atlanta changed? Or have they? FX's Atlanta, the final season. All new Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. How important it is. So I always tell people, like, you have to make sure that's the first thing you do. Because if you don't do that, oh, my goodness. Like. Like if you treat that like a five minute job, the video is not gonna go, it's not gonna do well at all. Yeah, no, for yeah. sure. That's literally the first impression. No, yeah. definitely. So you mentioned team. Where were you at with YouTube when you decided? Okay, it's time for me to get a team. Man, I was like, like I said, like half a million subs on one gaming channel, trying to do everything under the sun, trying to make sure all the updates videos are done and all that stuff. Then on my other channel with two hundred thousand subs. I was, like, doing, like, gaming content, but it was, like, variety. So, like, I had, like, Call of Duty videos, Fortnite videos, GTA videos, all on one channel. But it was still doing good, but I was just doing all of it. Um, I remember one day I literally sat down and was recording so many videos, and I uploaded, like, three or four videos in a day. And it just hit me, like, yo, I can't do this. Like, (laughs) Like, it's making money, but it's, like, I'm spreading myself so thin, like, I got a kid, like you know what I'm saying. I need, yeah. I got, I got stuff I got going on. Mm-hmm. I need to be there for my family, and I, there's no way yeah. that I can scale this business if I'm so poured into these two channels. Like it's getting to a point to where I'm staying up three, four in the morning making videos. Oh like, dang. I'm like, nah, yes. I'm like money's it's good, like and I get to be no, at home all the time. But nah, so well, literally dove into that, and that's really when I like jumped into the whole team building process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. what you spending so much time, what did your work life balance look like during that time? You said you had a kid yeah. and a wife, like yeah. how realistically, like how much time were <sighs> you spending on YouTube versus how much time you got yeah. to spend like on your actual life? I was, I, 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 I was, I <laughs> yeah. was having a hard time. I ain't gonna lie. My wife <laughs> on my head. You know what I'm saying? That's always been a thing though. Cause I just, I'm a workaholic just by, by nature. Cause my dad is a workaholic. Mm-hmm. So like I used to literally see my dad work till like three in the morning wake up at six and do it all over again mm-hmm. and i just got that work ethic and still yeah. just from seeing it yeah mm-hmm. and so it was a little you know what i'm saying but i got better you know what i'm saying I'm, i got That's way good. way better and That's i think my good. wife would agree but um yeah for mm-hmm. sure nah like and at that time it was certain days it was like yeah nah i gotta work on videos today i can't do nothing today for real. i mean i help as much as i can but like i just man i was just tied up with those videos but that's mm-hmm. really what put me to that point where it's like okay now we need to make this more automated so mm-hmm. i ain't gotta worry about you know putting my family to the side to focus on a YouTube video. Like, that's how I was, like, looking at yeah. it, you know. So even though it's bringing in the bread, I'm just, like, there's way more, you know, people out there that can do a better job than me. There's more people that are smarter than me that can put together a better video than me. Why am I sitting here trying to 
you know, make this work in my current situation when I can just outsource it mm-hmm. and make it better. Right. Yeah. So something that I realized or something that I actually tell people is like whenever, whatever you start, something is going to take time to grow. When you plant a seed, yeah. you got to mm-hmm. water it, tend mm-hmm. to it, care, mm-hmm. care for it. And then over a few months, then you'll start to see the fruits of your labor. So what is the time? What's the average time span you realize it takes to monetize a channel? Oh. <laughs> I'm laughing because <laughs> so my clients typically I've been seeing a lot of them pop out monetized in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. I think last week somebody got monetized. I think it was uh, Butter. He got monetized in like a couple of days or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But okay. typically to get monetized, it, it really just all depends on the niche and the topic. Mm-hmm. It's not really a long process. It really is just one solid video that kind of takes off and gets those views. Mm-hmm. And then the subscribers roll in with it. Um, but I will say that, you know, if you're just somebody that's freshly new and you you haven't got any, you know, experience or learned anything about YouTube, it could take you a, a cool minute, cool yeah. six, seven, eight months, yeah. right? Depending on who you are and, and your work ethic with the channel. But a lot of that comes from people just dabbling in it giving up and then saying oh i want to try again and then that's why it takes them so long if you stay on it (laughs) (laughs) yeah but if you stay on it and you like stay consistent with it like i said like a lot of my clients like the ones that are monetized they got monetized like two weeks like literally like yeah like just jumping on there and doing what works like seeing what's relevant Mm -hmm. right and then putting the content out that is similar to it and literally get in front of the same audience that other channels get in front of. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's really, it really is just one video though. If you think yeah, about that, one video, that one video can change your life. Yeah. All right. it takes. Yeah. That's what, um, with my channel, that's actually what happened. So I mm-hmm. said, I wanted to start a YouTube channel and then within three, two to three months, I had hit like 10 K subs from one video mm-hmm. that I didn't mean to post right. at that time. I just so happened to fall asleep. The video uploaded at midnight. I woke up and the views were like climbing the whole entire day. So then my subscribers were climbing. Mm -hmm. And so the thing that you said about consistency is you need people to post consistent. And I think this is one thing that I always say. If you're getting 100 views on a video and you can't fit 100 people in your house, Mm -hmm. you should be grateful for those 100 views and feed to that audience because they're going to tell other people. Mm -hmm. So what would you say to the because I do feel as though content creators or beginner content creators they get caught up on the numbers or what people in the outside world may think uh wallow i just see him yesterday and what he was saying is there's one one billion people on this world and so you don't know who you may see the video you don't know when your video may pick up Mm -hmm. um and so with that being said what would you say to the content creator that feels as though they need to have a camera they need to have a laptop and everything else in order to get started yeah nah um definitely you don't because i remember what i had i had um my xbox that was used mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. used xbox that i bought from gamestop um a tv that my wife's mom gave us and i had had to get an elgato capture card from like uh offer up this app called offer up y'all yeah. may know what that is mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I had to buy it for like 60 dollars, and then i had to trade some yeezys i had <laughs> from my apple laptop mm-hmm. like i ain't have it right and so but before that even before that i was still leveraging my phone to get my first, you know, couple thousand views yeah. and go crazy. Um, my first video that went viral, I didn't have any of that stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. literally, my first viral video, like, it, it supplied all that. But I would say, though, like, just most people make excuses to just get started with something. Don't make any excuses. Yeah. You, you can't make an excuse. Like, you literally can't. I'm telling you right now because 
I literally I did make excuses, but then when I finally got started, it just it took off and changed my life. Like yeah, you know, I, I laugh because like if I look at my life right now in this current moment and compare it to the first day I posted my first viral YouTube video, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's okay. crazy how how fast and I say fast has been a lot of years, but it's fast to me because it was like mm-hmm. I could blink my eye and literally yesterday I literally could be right where I was. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's crazy. I would just say really just to, you know, do what you have. And when you finally do get that laptop and you do get the things that you need, just keep on, you know, leveraging it. And then when you do get that first viral video, even if you don't have a laptop or whatever, reinvest back into the business, reinvest back into the channel. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I I still reinvest back into my channels every single time I get like a fat check from my channels. I put it right back in there. Mm -hmm. And so um, just never stop reinvesting in yourself and in your business and in your YouTube channel. Because a lot of times what happens is YouTube money, like I always say this is like lottery money, right? Yeah. It's people that's working nine to fives and they're working, they're putting their time, they're trading their time for money, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with nine to fives, I'm not saying that, but mm-hmm. they're trading their time for money. And because they're trading their time for money, imagine your YouTube videos making you like $5,000 in a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't even fathom that $5,000 just came from social media. Like you can't even fathom yeah. it. If you're trading time, like you were trading time for money, you're like, Man, like I ain't put no time into this. Like it was just a few videos that went up and I made, you know what I'm saying? So I always would say just like, you know, always just have that mindset that when you start making that money, reinvest back into it because yeah. it's gonna come over it's not gonna come overnight. But when it does come, you know what I'm saying, you you're gonna have to really understand like, yo, this is sure. this is something I gotta do because I wanted to keep growing. If I would have yeah. took my first YouTube check and blew it on whatever I was trying to do, I wouldn't have been, I'm not going to be where I'm at today. So. That's really good because yeah. I remember when I made my first YouTube video, I had uh, propped my lamp up and I yeah. leaned it <laughs> and I set it up and then I put my phone right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, it was good lighting though. <laughs> I'm like, I don't really don't need a ring light. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was I was wanted to ask you like what's the long term vision like for mm-hmm. maybe your channels? Do you plan on maybe going to another platform or starting mm-hmm. something else? Uh, I'm on or? YouTube for life. Uh, okay. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna treat it like real estate, like digital real estate. I sold a channel before for over a hundred thousand dollars, um, and so with all these channels that I'm building up right now, it's really just scale up and then exit so i'm building a huge portfolio of youtube channels and eventually one day i'm pretty sure somebody's going to offer me a lot of money for it i don't know if you guys heard what happened to mr b somebody actually offered yeah. him a billion dollars for his channel and so that's something that really inspired me but um you know i got you know i got two kids i got a son and a daughter and i'm already knowing they probably about to do exactly what i'm doing i'm not gonna force them to do it but they yeah. gonna be seeing they see me do it, it. Yeah. and they just yeah. gonna naturally want to do it so you know maybe this could be something for them to continue to grow because i already know like youtube and google is outliving me i'm not yeah. living longer than youtube and google and that's if anybody true. thinks they are they say hey that's on you but that's what i always say like this is for a lifetime so i'm gonna treat it like that and i'm gonna keep on building it until it gets to that level to where i either sell it or just keep on scaling it yeah. so yeah. so you don't stream on like twitch or twitch, anything that's what i was gonna ask because or do you happen to stream on YouTube by mm-hmm. any chance? Mm-hmm. So, like, I used to, mm-hmm. and I'm actually a verified Twitch streamer. Listen, man, there's a whole lot of mothers out there that can use some help. Listen, sick and tired of being sick and tired. You at work, working full time, not being paid your worth. You're not making ends meet. You want to make some extra money, and you're sick and tired of these high daycare bills. My gosh. Listen, if you're ready for a change, ready to make some extra income, and want to be in control of your destiny and in control of your finances... Mike got something for you. Listen, I want to introduce you to the Bossed Up Mom. Listen, 
they teach you how to partner with brands like Amazon and Target. You don't have to buy products. You don't have to buy inventory. You don't got to hold this inventory. You ain't got to have a, a, a closet or a garage full of stuff. You can work one to two hours every single day. Now, you got to do some work, all right? But you can work a couple hours every day while you still got your job and make some bread, okay? You can make up to $5,000 part-time every single month. No guarantees, but you got to put the work in. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you need to go to thebossedupmom.com. They're giving you a 40% discount simply because you're a social proof listener. 40% off their coaching, their program, okay? So look, look go to thebossedupmom.com, thebossedupmom.com. All right, let's get back to the episode. Not my name, but like my one of my yeah, one of the channels. Yeah. yeah, I'm like a verified Twitch streamer, which is crazy. So I don't stream on there no more. But I, I low key want to go on there and like change it to like my name, and then just kind of stream mm-hmm. entrepreneur stuff. But it's just some some that thought I got cool. in mind because nobody really streams about entrepreneurship. Right. On there. Yeah, that yeah. Would be yeah, that's a good point. But I don't want to lose my verification check, so I don't. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. you would lose it from that? I don't know. If you change your name, I think maybe on Twitch they'll take they'll take the check. But oh, yeah. okay. So it's a whole YouTube and Twitch is a whole different dynamic. Oh, yeah, different. What have you learned different. from? the two that's the two main differences well with youtube because just just the video aspect it has more um sustainability mm-hmm. i feel like with twitch you kind of uh, some people argue that you you don't get lucky mm-hmm. but i feel like most twitch streamers today that are really big what they did was they leveraged their youtube subscribers and their following mm-hmm. they took it over to twitch and they blew it up mm-hmm. but yeah. imagine coming to twitch with none of that and just what? trying to grow from twitch yeah. it's really hard to get up on that viewer uh that viewer list and even to the in these days because twitch is primarily for gamers Mm -hmm. you got to be so good at the game and even if you're good that good at the game your personality yeah yeah Yeah. so it's not about just being good at the game no more like you gotta really be like entertaining yeah Yeah. so how would you say that do you know who uh kai sinet is how would you say that he has maintained it because from what I, i don't watch all of his streams but from what i see it don't seem like he's always playing games all the time. Yeah. Nah, it's his personality, bro. It's like, yeah. sure. Kai, is, yeah. Kai is a great guy. Um, nah, Kai goes crazy. But it's really just from him building that that likeness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. People like him. Yeah. And that's what I always tell people. If you're going to put your face on camera, don't make the channel about what you're doing. Make it about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't make yeah. that stream about what you're doing. Make it about you. Yeah, people tapping in and oh, I'm about to go kick it with Kyle. That's what they think. Like I'm about to go kick with him. <laughs> so yeah, I don't right. like. That's where I always say like, just with people like, when you have a personality channel, make it about your personality, not about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're cooking something on YouTube, make it about you. Don't make it about what you're cooking. But how sure. do you discern the difference though? Like, because yeah. if you if what you're doing is a part of you, how do you make it like you know? So like, I'm gonna use a, um, a great example. Um, so y'all know uh, De'Ara and Ken, mm-hmm. yeah, and their whole relationship thing, yeah. But now they don't got that. Mm-hmm. But De'Ara still is pulling crazy views and doing her thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because of her personality. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. De'Ara go like she. You can watch her video and she gonna do some crazy with her clothes or her nails yeah. is gonna be crazy. Right, yeah. My wife, my wife be watching her and I will be you know seeing See her, her watch content. it. And mm-hmm. so I just be like, that's a really good example of like you know being able to like still have that following and still have that type of viewership. By just being yourself and yeah. basing it around your personality. Everybody knows most people watch those videos because of her. Like, yeah. she was the person that was keeping, like, the the, the thing in it, very entertaining. Ken was very laid back, chill. Well, like, yeah. he would talk sometimes on the camera. But for the most part, like, she was the person that was, like, super bubbly and just, you know. Yeah. Sure. Right. So, you just got to stand out in that way. If your personality stands out, 
it's going to be easy for you to switch up the content, right? And, yeah. and do what you want to do, opposed to just being stuck with that one thing. That's yeah. good, because that's actually what I was telling my friends when we were on the phone. They were talking about their personal brand and how you should stick to a niche, but I was telling them, like, as your personal brand, people are going to support yeah, you for you, you not yeah. so much what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Now, when it comes to, like, now, when it comes to, like, gaming and different types of niches, when you're playing one game and you're blowing up off that one game and it's because of that game, mm-hmm. That's when you have to niche down and just stick to it. You can't like switch it up and try and do so many right. different things, right? Yeah. Because you made it about that game, right? Mm-hmm. Not about your personality. Like the whole channel I had where it was tutorials teaching people how to make money on uh, Grand Theft Auto. They're not going to care if I pop out and say, yeah, man, I got Lambo. Yeah. Like they don't care about that. They want to yeah. know how to make money in the game right. because it's not about me. It's about what, what I showed them and how yeah. I did it. And mm-hmm. I stuck to that and stayed to that. So you're right. When it comes to personal brand, you got to make it all about your personality when it comes to a certain topic or what you're doing. You got to make it about that. Right. So what about like the content creators? For example, uh, a lot of content creators, they'll build their platforms up off their brand. And then two examples, my uh, two, one of two of my favorite artists, DDG and Queen Naja, mm-hmm. uh, they both have gotten to a point where when they were trying to break in the music industry and make it, this is what I do as a mm-hmm. thing. Of course, their audience came over, but how do you feel about getting into something else and should you just step away because that's what they've both done they stepped away for some time to get Mm -hmm. uh respect in the music industry and then you know Mm -hmm. go back when they felt as though that's right that's a great question i mean i always think about that like think about uh, specifically ddg and just how he like jumped into the music industry for real Mm -hmm. and just always wonder like it was like from a personal standpoint from him was it worth it like is Mm -hmm. it still worth it right and don't get me wrong these creators outgrew YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah. outgrew the phase of the yeah. the vlogs and the pranks and right. the, that stuff is done. Like you can't, they can't come back and do it. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but it's not going to be the same impact that they had before because it's just a totally different day now, right? Most people that were all vloggers and doing pranks and all that stuff mm-hmm. and couples content. They no longer really do that no more. Yeah. It's right. a different day we're living in, right? Yeah. People are not really watching that as much as they used to. So I, I think it was a great pivot, don't get me wrong, a great career move. But I don't know. If I was in if I was in DDG shoes, would I have went the music route? Probably not. He a dope artist though. He got some he dope music. Like yeah. I, I was listening to one of his songs on TikTok and be going crazy. <laughs> but I don't know. I just feel like I don't know. The, the, there's so many ways you could pivot, right? And it's so many opportunities out here, especially with all the accolades he has with YouTube. I feel like he could have went a different route, but what route you think yeah, he should have? Man, was, he could teach people how to do what he did. Yeah. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? He could teach people how to he do what he did. He tried it before on OnlyFans, but not nah, ain't. <laughs> <laughs> He definitely tried it that way. Imagine, but, but imagine somebody saying, "Hey, mom, I'm gonna go buy DDG's yeah. course." Okay, oh, OnlyFans. Only you just lost a, cor- a, yeah. a client, <laughs> like. Yeah. But I mean, there's so many ways he could have went. Like, I just like maybe start his own like company of content creators under mm. him, teaching them how to do it. Yeah, um, and then, entertainment. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, yeah, he's he's had that before, but he kind of. I don't know. I get like you said, they outgrow it because mm-hmm. they've been doing it for so long. Especially the couples, it begins to come a thing of like. You want to be private. You, who, yeah, wants to yeah. who wants publicize to publicize their relationship twenty four seven? So yeah, like what is your uh, the one of the last questions that's coming to my mind is what is your essentially like what would you say to content creators that want to take a break after they've built something because um, you can take a break, but also it's like do you 
batch content to and you know post it while you're taking mm-hmm. that break mm-hmm. or do you just completely disappear and then have to work your way back up once you're nah, you batch the content bro <laughs> yeah it's youtube is a monster bro you can't you when you start it's not that you can't it's not that you can stop or mm-hmm. not, it's not that you cannot stop but the way that algorithm works mm-hmm. is when you slow down on videos, you're you mm. literally just see a huge decline. Yeah. Like a huge decline. And then you have to build back up mm-hmm. to it when you come back with the videos. If you have a loyal audience, they're going to pop out and do really well. But for the most people, they, they don't have that type of audience. So I would say batch your content. When I used to take vacations with my family and stuff. I would make like 10 videos mm-hmm. and then have them uploading. Like we have them all shopping, but I got videos dropping at certain times yeah. and everything like that. I never really took like a break break. Um, now, when I did take a break, that was just like a month where it's like, okay, well, I'm just, I'm just cool. We're not making no money this month. Cause I'm not about to be posting videos. So, yeah. but I'm saying if you're really on that grind and you're trying to get to the top of whatever your industry is on YouTube, mm-hmm. taking breaks is not, it's not an option. Yeah, yeah that's actually something I realized for me on TikTok. I was doing really well. Mm-hmm. I had like a few million or something like that, and I took like a break, and I went back, and it, I had to build that same. momentum back up. I wouldn't the same. <laughs> I know how y'all know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. What are some top niches? And this is my last question, and Jada, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have a question, um, but what are like maybe top three niches you realize that do really well on YouTube? So sports number one Mm -hmm. it's evergreen and people just love sports it's like the niches that have that cult following people that's just all about it are really good um and i'm 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 gonna say top three in 2023 just so everybody can like because i'm gonna give them that that best like if i give them top three niches they might get on there and be like oh this this ain't hitting no more okay Uh, (laughs) the second niche um in 2023 is recap movie recaps television Mm -hmm. recaps like there's so many co-followers, all these shows and people that's big fans, of all these movies and stuff. And they want to see like behind the scenes, stuff. not actual behind the scenes, but like theories about what yeah. happened in X, Y, and Z. And it's, it gets a lot of views. And then a the third one, um, I'm probably going to lean towards celebrity news and I'm going to give a gym with that. So y'all know like the shade room, Hollywood mm-hmm. locked all those pages. Mm-hmm. Do y'all know that they post viral content every single day? Mm-hmm. Like, Post with millions of millions of views, That's true. thousands of hits, right? Likes and all that, right? I always tell people this. Do you know you could take that piece of content, take it over to Fiverr or whatever, tell them, hey, make a video. <laughs> tell your team to make a video about this. Mm. Put it on YouTube. Mm. It's going to go crazy. Oh, that's Good smart. Idea. People that's don't even really think. Smart. And you have an yeah. unlimited pool of content because it's getting posted every right. single day. Yeah. The shade room's not going to stop posting. Oh, that's Maybe. good. That's actually no, really real. smart. People don't think about it like that, though. They don't see it that way. They don't see, like, because yeah. it's been happening mm-hmm. like that all the time. That all these blogs do the same thing. Uh-huh. And then people may argue, oh, that's copyright infringement. I was like, no, it's not. Because Sharon posts something. Hollywood Unlock posts the same thing. They just changed the logo on it. Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. and, and to even step back, they don't even own that content. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's literally. somebody else's life they twin right. with. Exactly. So, yeah. That's, that's that was true. Yeah, oh, definitely. Hey, so do you feel like. YouTube is a better route than college. I know you said yeah, you were going to talk about college yeah. before. So I'm going to tell you this. I went to three colleges in LA. I went to El Camino. went to Santa Monica College. And my last college was West LA. I dropped out of all, well, I failed out of Elko. I failed out of Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. And I dropped out of uh, West LA. I failed out of Elko because there was classes that I kept failing. And when you get to a certain point at a college where you're failing too much, they will not allow you to take those classes again. So you got to take it at another college. So mm-hmm. I went to the next college, did the same thing, failed out. And in my third college I went to, 
I just said, nah, forget it. I'm dropping out. I ain't, I ain't got time for this, right? And so, um, I pray. I'm gonna just say it boldly, man. I, Cause I'm say tired of holding it. Back. I'm tired don't of holding it back, back. bro. You two over college, bro. Okay. I, I don't know if y'all remember Tiger's song when he was like, "F school, I'm a rapper. Mm-hmm. F college, I'm a YouTuber." <laughs> like, that's really what I used to say in my head. Like I used to be in a car with my wife, like. Man, I'm done with this. Like, I'm about to just be a YouTuber. Like, and she's be like, "What are you talking?" I'm like, "I'm about to be a YouTuber." Like, forget school. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think I think online business is just better than college. Mm-hmm. Like, online business is just better than college. That's just what I'm gonna leave it at. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. So to end it off, what's uh one question that we didn't ask you that you wish we would have asked or went over? Oh well, you know. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure people gonna want to know how to tap in and like you know get this for game. Sure. For sure, and I don't want to be a gatekeeper because you know <laughs> we got a lot of those in the A. So um, definitely, um, you know, I got a, a five day challenge coming up. Um, you guys can tap in. I'm sure they're gonna link it in the chat below or link it in the comment or comment section description yes. down below. <laughs> um, you guys are gonna have the opportunity to spend five days with me where I'm literally gonna break down the whole game about YouTube automation, teach you how to build that amazing team that's gonna get you to you know six seven figures passively from your YouTube channel. I'm gonna teach you how to monetize your channel extremely fast in those five days. And just out of those five days, we're probably gonna do a surprise giveaway you know we're gonna try and get some um surprise guests on there we may have spoke about those guests on this show while we was just talking so you may be able to meet <laughs> them um and yeah just a full five intimate days on a virtual conference where i'm giving you all the game by youtube automation so if you want to tap in with that ytachallenge.com or click the link in the description and if you want to get at me and just hit me up and follow me it's at david omari on instagram yeah, so, definitely yeah. make sure y'all tap in for sure. Yeah, for sure. And y'all can follow me at Yanni Bradshaw and y'all can support my Christian streetwear brand at Wise Label. You can follow me at Royal Travion and you can support my graphic design creative agency at Royalty Made It Without the Y. And y'all can follow me at I am Jada Ellis on Instagram and my fashion brand page is at Jayel Official. Yeah, and don't forget to yeah. listen to the podcast on Apple pod uh spotify all of that like comment subscribe comment your favorite uh part what you learned all that stuff and you could join our text group Mm -hmm. it'll be down below and yeah we out y'all let's get it definitely subscribe definitely subscribe (laughs) let's get it (laughs) we need them blacks (laughs) that was good that was dope i got a great podcast great energy